0: All right, take your Bibles this morning. Turn to the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I looked on the, uh, let's see if I can find it here. And and there was no coordination. I mean, there was, but it was the Holy Spirit that did it, not me, that's for sure. Uh, But uh, the verse that's on your announcement sheet this morning... Is our text this morning. And, uh, I, I, you know, uh, the ladies that put that together did not know know what I was going to preach. And I did not know they were going to put that on. But that sure was good. I like that. I like that. I like to see the Lord do that. We're going to take a look at Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 through 9 to many of you. These are familiar verses, but they're verses that I, I find myself, I have to be, constantly reminded and uh, reminded that that uh, I've got a God who cares for me I've got a God who is in charge uh, I you know uh, we're living in in at least in my lifetime this is the most tumultuous uh, time that I have ever seen and you can't you can't hardly uh, turn on the radio turn on your computer turn on the turn on the TV set and watch the news or read, read news articles without, without seeing that something something new happens every day, and usually it's not a good thing. Aren't you glad you got a God who is in control? You know, um, one of the things COVID has taught me is that uh, men can't be trusted with anything. <laughs> I mean, we really can't. We just can't be trusted with it. And I say man, I don't mean everybody else. I mean all of us. And uh, we just can't. And we'll muck up everything. And uh, we'll say one thing one day, and we'll say something else the next day, and back and forth and up and down. Boy, aren't you glad you don't serve a God like that? <laughs> aren't you glad that he's He's not like you and not like me? <laughs> but he is uh, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. I've known those that verse for years, but it's really meant something really real and special over the past few years, particularly the last two years, uh, because uh, uh, in this in this world where things are upside down much of the time, it's good to have a God who's right side up, amen, and it's good to have a God who's, who's uh, uh, steadfast and sure. Uh, uh, Philippians chapter 4, we're going to look at verse 6 through 9. If you would please stand as we honor God's word. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9, you read along silently as I read aloud, says in verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we're thankful this time together we can gather and open up your word and allow the word of God to be a blessing to us. Uh, Father, I pray that the Spirit of God would have free course in this place this morning. I pray that the Word of God would have free course in our hearts this morning. And Lord, we we ask that that you would uh, just do a work that only you can do. And Father, we pray that you would speak to our hearts, and as you do so, may we yield to you. Our tendency is to fret our tendency is to complain, our tendency is to worry. Uh, That's just, you know, who we are. We're, We're all flesh is as grass, the Bible says. And I'm thankful that you know that, you recognize that, and yet you give us some things that can help us to have a stabilized life and not to worry and not to fret. Bless this time together in your word. Please speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The, 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 the title of the message this morning read out of Scripture. It's just simply, Be Careful for Nothing. Now, that doesn't mean be cautious for nothing, okay? That's not what it's talking about. It's not talking about caution. The word careful here is used in a different sense. And when, when God says, be careful for nothing but, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. He, just, he's, he simply is saying, don't be full of care. Uh, don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Uh, there is uh, there's something else you can do besides bite your fingernails and get, get nervous and get, get your stomach tied up in a knot. Now, the, the truth of the matter is, there's, there's much uh, going on in uh, the world today that, that could get you anxious. You could get anxious over a lot of things. COVID is something that you could get anxious over. And you know, uh, this last, well, a little bit more than a year and a half now, uh, has taught me something. You know what it's taught me? It's taught me that fear causes brain damage. I, I'm serious, really. I think it causes brain damage. I can't tell you the number, I saw it again this week. Every time I see it, I just shake my head. Frustrates me. Someone all by themselves, nobody around, they're walking down the street with a mask on. Um, I mean, if you wanna do that, it's a free country, help yourself, maybe you think it's a fashion statement, I don't know, Uh, but uh, 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 you're not gonna get it in that kind of situation, I've seen guys uh, uh, in, in cars, you know, windows rolled up, uh, uh, and, and they're, they're wearing their mask. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not against wearing that. So, listen, you do what you feel you need to do. Uh, I, I have, you know, people have asked me, are you, are you pro mask, anti-mask? Are you pro vaccination, anti-vaccination? I'm not, none of that thing. I'm pro freedom. I'm pro freedom. Uh, but, but this whole COVID thing has just caused so much anxiety in so many people. Uh, just pressures of society and, and constant changes, uh, just, just in life, can cause, can cause uh, uh, worry and anxiousness. Um, global instability. You know, honestly, it's always been with us. Uh, I had forgotten this, and I don't even remember how, how, I rem- how, how it was brought back to my memory. But uh, when, when I was growing up, uh, the, the fear that everybody had was that Russia would, would push the button and uh, send a nuclear bomb our way. And so one of the things that we had in our school, and I look back at it, and I just kind of shake my head, but uh, we, had, we used to have bomb drills. How many, of you, how many of you know what, what a bomb drill was back in the day? Okay, but you, you're a bunch of old fogies too. Uh, but uh, a, a bomb, you know what the bomb drill was? They, they, would, they would set off an alarm, and that meant that a bomb was heading our way. So we'd all get up, get underneath our desk. Now listen, the desk is open all the way around, okay? And as a kid, I thought, oh, this is good. This is protection. I grew up, and I said, what were those adults thinking? <laughs> you know, what in the world? That's not going to protect nothing. But anyway, so, you know, that, the global instability is always been, and by the way, it'll continue to be around until Jesus comes, until he rules and reigns. No, that's one of the things about the millennium I'm looking forward to, no global instability because Jesus is in control. Uh, inflation and finances uh, is, is another thing that, uh, can cause us to, to, be, to, to be concerned and worried. And, th- and things are really fluctuating right now uh, in just the, just the whole monetary uh, global situation. Uh, supply shortages, and we talked about that here just a moment ago. Uh, I think you're going to see some of that thing. And, and I'm, I'm kind of excited about it, really, because I, I know, because I've seen God do this before. He provides for his people. You know, even when, when the world is scrambling around and uh, uh, trying, to, trying to make ends meet and trying to, to, uh, to hoard, you know, <laughs> trying to hoard all the toilet paper, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, God takes care of his people. How many of you ran out of, you, you didn't have any toilet paper during the COVID crisis? See, see what I mean? He takes care. Uh-oh, Tom. <laughs> that was probably before you started coming to church here, though, right? And now, now that's all. <laughs> but, uh, but aren't you glad we can laugh at some of this stuff? Uh, boy, you lose your sense of humor and you're shot. Uh, uh, another thing that we can be uh, concerned about is, is job security. And, and then the last one is just personal problems. Uh, and you could add all kinds of things, I'm sure, to that list understand that uh, that not only physically but spiritually stress and worry can do tremendous damage to us you know we often talk about the fact you know that you can have ulcers and it can it uh, cancer feeds on can uh, can feed off of stress and can grow and and uh, stress can affect so many different things but you know, I really think the greatest thing that stress can do is that it can affect you spiritually. And, and you don't want that. There's, there's two kinds of peace that are spoken of in the New Testament. And the first one, uh, keep a finger here because we're going to come back to Philippians. But go with me to Romans chapter 5. The Bible speaks of two kinds of peace. And the first one, it's found in Romans chapter 5 and the first, first five verses. Romans chapter 5, verse, verses 1 through 5. says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What that simply is saying is, if you're saved, the, the uh, wall of enmity, if you trusted Christ as Savior, He's forgiven you all your sins, given you eternal life, promised you heaven, well then that wall of enmity has been removed and so now you have peace with god uh you know you you read through the the rest of that chapter and you find that before we were saved we were at enmity with god that enmity being an enemy of god is gone once you trust christ as savior and, and, but as, as it goes on, this is what I find interesting. It says, By whom also we have access by faith under this grace, wherein we attend and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And then immediately he goes into, in verse 3, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is, is shed abroad in our hearts, by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Um, how can we go through those tribulations and go through those difficulties and go through those, those trials? We can do it because that wall of enmity has been removed, and now we have peace with God through faith and trust in our Lord Jesus Christ. So that peace with God has to do with salvation, uh, trusting Christ as Savior, then, then go with me to uh, Colossians. You're in Philippians. You should still have your finger there. Next book is Colossians. Go to Colossians chapter 3. In Colossians chapter 3, look in verse 15. It says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Now, he's not, he's not talking to lost people, he's talking to saved people here, he's talking to a church. And he's saying, listen, you've got the peace with God, now you need to let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in in one body, and be ye thankful. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, which is our, our text this morning, Philippians 4 verse 7 says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So there's the peace that you get when you get saved and then there is the abiding peace that as a on a day-by-day basis as we trust the lord and as we as as we depend upon him and there are there are three things in this passage that specifically uh, god speaks about that can give you this peace of god which passeth all understanding you know, one of the things, I've, I, I've noticed two things in, in my life since I've been saved, and I'm sure you could say the same thing. There have been times when my surroundings, the people I'm around, the situations I'm around, are very tranquil. They're at ease. There's, there's, no, you know, there's no ripples in the water, so to speak. But on the inside, because of stuff I'm wrestling with, I'm just tore up. You ever been there? I've been there. Uh, then on the other hand, there have been times when the surrounding the surrounding scenario has been tumultuous. <laughs> I mean, there, there's been there's been things going on, there's ripples in the water, there's problems ahead. Uh, you know, there's problems ahead, there's problems behind, there's problems right next to you. And Man, you're just as steady as she goes on the inside. What what causes that steady as she goes on the inside when everything around you is just going cattywampus? You know, what do you? How do you explain it? It's called the peace of God, and and uh, what what all of us need to have is that continual peace of God, and it comes according to this passage. It comes from three specific things that need to be present in our life and we're going to take a look at those three things this morning first one verses six and seven he says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto god what's the result when you take things to god in prayer verse seven and the peace of god which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus so the first thing that will give you that peace of God as a saved person is prayer. Um, If something concerns us, oftentimes the the first thing we do is run to somebody or run to something for relief. And God says, listen, you know what I want you to do? I want you to make me the first person that you talk to about your problems. I'm, I'm convinced that's part of what it what it's referring to and the bible says says pray without ceasing very short verse just two words in 1st Thessalonians but what an admonition pray without ceasing in other words in, in other words throughout the day prayer ought to be just as a part of our lives as breath is and i'm not just talking about And although I think this is important, I'm not just talking about just having a time of prayer every day. You ought to do that. You ought to to set aside some specific time. But please don't make the mistake of setting aside a specific time and then not praying for the rest of the day. Um, There's a lot of things that are going on right now. There's a lot of people with a lot of needs right now. Uh, we've got a lot of them right within our church. As, if you look around, there's a lot of folks that are missing, and they're missing because there's sickness, and there's, there's, there's other things happening. Um, uh, and and I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about head knocking and trouble. that not, not that kind of stuff, but there's just people that have needs. You know what they need for us to pray. And you know the, the, the amazing thing? When I pray for somebody else, God not only helps that person, But God gives me calmness, and God gives me peace. When I cease to pray, the turmoil comes in. When I cease to pray, the the nail-biting starts. Uh, Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He desires us to bring our petitions to him. He desires us to bring our cares to him. Uh, Keep your finger here, in Philippians. Go with me over to to the uh, book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4. When it comes to prayer, I think this is probably my absolute all-time favorite verse. I just love this verse. Hebrews chapter 4, and look with me beginning in verse uh, 14. 414 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed under the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. In other words, you come to him and he understands. Verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that mercy and that grace is not just for you. That mercy and grace is for others. And we need to go not only on our own behalf, as we have have, have needs in our lives, but we need to go on behalf of others. And when we do that, uh, God God gives us a peace on the inside, um, the Lord has a desire, and he, he, he desires to hear our cries. He desires to hear our troubles. He desires, he desires to be our confidant. Uh, he wants to be the one that we dump on. Uh, he wants to be the one, because, and you know, you think about this, you, you know, we, we oftentimes take our, take our worries and our frets and our concerns, and we air them to all kinds of people, and usually, for the most part, none of those people can do one single thing to alleviate the situation. But you know what? You go to God, God's got the power to take care of it. And God's, God can, can uh, soothe a, a, uh, an anxious heart. And I've, I've seen him do it in my life. I've seen him do it in the lives of others over and over again. Uh, the first person that we go to ought to be God. Now, it ought to be a natural thing. Uh, develop that. Uh, one of the things we try to do in our home, and we, we sometimes fail at it, but most of the time we do it. We get a prayer request. It comes in either by phone it comes in by text uh, it, you know who knows how it comes it could come from many different sources but as soon as we hear about it if it's if it's a, a, an urgent type thing we don't just say okay we'll pray about that we stop what we're doing and as a family or as my wife and I if it's just two of us as a couple we'll just get down and we'll pray and 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 ask the lord to attend to the need that was brought to us well that's That's a good thing to do, period. Um, You know, you're you're at work, and you find out that there's a need, uh, and and you're able to to be alone for a a moment or two. Spend some time in prayer. Make that that prayer thing an instantaneous kind of thing throughout the day. Again, it's, it's good to have a structured time of prayer, but it's also good to be instant in prayer throughout the day. And, and when you go to God with your requests, he makes it very, very clear here in verse 6. He says, uh, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. What's the purpose of that? Well, first of all, it's to, to remind us and remind us of, of what God has already done. In other words, you're not going to a God who doesn't care. You're going to a God who does care because he has answered your prayer over and over and over again. And and uh, and and so we need to go with him to him with thanksgiving, and it's not just about not just thanking him for other prayers, but thanking him for caring for us. Uh, man, you know, I I love the season that we're about to come upon, which is Thanksgiving, in the in the month of October, uh, November, and uh, it's without a doubt my favorite holiday. I just love Thanksgiving. Uh, and the reason why is because it's not as commercial as the other ones and uh, you know it's just a, it's just a time when we can just be thankful to God and just be drawn drawn to that thanks. Truth of the matter is as a Christian every day ought to be Thanksgiving day. Uh, we ought to be we ought to be continually thankful to God for what he's done for us and when you do that when you have that thankful grateful spirit, you know what that does it cause you to come to him with confidence? Because you say, look, you took, you know, you might not say this, but, but this is the thought process. You took care of me before. You are taking care of me right now. Lord, I have a petition. Would you please listen to my cry and listen to my prayer? And you've got a God who cares for you and loves you. Uh, it strengthens our faith in him when, when we pray with thanksgiving. Can I tell you, worry and complaint, do nothing for faith. Well, they do something for faith. They destroy it, usually. Uh, they, they tear it down. Uh, when, we, when we have a thankful spirit, our, our, our uh, faith uh, strengthens. And uh, we, we just need to spend time with God. And as you spend time with God, that peace which passeth all understanding keeps your hearts and minds by Christ Jesus the second thing that we need to do is not only pray but look down at verse 8 verse 8 says finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the God of peace shall be with you he talks about our thought life and he says you need to think on the right stuff why is that why is that so important because you are what you think you know if you think grumpy thoughts guess what you're going to be <laughs> you're going to be a grump uh you think uh of the blessings of god and you know what you're going to be you're going to be a blessing <laughs> and it's just that's just how it works uh if you if you uh are uh, uh, a constant complainer, uh, it's going to affect your attitude on life. And not only your attitude on life, but again, uh, linking back with prayer, it's going to affect your your confidence in God. Uh, it, it's, it, it's so important that we think the right thoughts, and we have the right thought life. Um uh, Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Um, you know, the way that you think determines what and who you are. I, I read this statistic some time ago, and I don't know who, who uh, compiled it. I don't know, I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know how accurate it even is. But let me give it to you anyway. It may make you think a little bit. It's, uh, someone made the, made the observation, and I would imagine they hooked somebody up to a, to a machine and figured this out. But we think 10,000 thoughts per day. 10,000 thoughts per day. That's 3,500,000 per year. Wow. Wow. That's unbelievable. Uh, and and, and uh, over 90% of what, of what we worry about in those thoughts never comes to pass. Do you ever notice that? You know, the things that you, you get the most stewed up about and the things that you get the most concerned about oftentimes never come to pass. Back uh, years ago, uh, in fact, it was the year that we got married. Uh, it was back in 1972 I think it was just before the flood Um, the uh, the uh, I was uh, working as a counselor in summer camp at Circle 7 Ranch just down south of Honeyoy it's not even in existence today but that certainly was a a profitable year for me Uh, it was the year first year I ever counseled in camp and first year I ever got married and uh, but we had a guy come in and he preached a message to the teenagers, and it really stuck with me. I don't even remember who it was who preached it, but I remember the message. And he, he said, There's, there's a, a checklist for, um, for things that you say. He says, Here's a simple checklist. Just ask yourself these three questions before you say something Is it kind? Is it true? And is it necessary? And and then he went to Scripture about that, uh, you know, for backing up each of those points. But boy, that that outline stuck with me. And I don't mean stuck with me for preaching. I mean it stuck with me for for speaking. And there are times when I will have already said something, and the Lord will just kind of whisper in my ear, was it kind, was it true, was it necessary? Well, as important it is to to, uh, have a guard on our lips, even more so, we need to have a guard on our thoughts. Because if we could stop the wrong thoughts, then the wrong things probably won't be said. And the, the, the questions that we ought to ask ourselves are found in verse 8. First first question, is it true? Is it true? Uh, is the, the thing that I'm thinking about, is it a fact? Is it true? Um, are you sure it's true? Uh, do you do you n- know uh, through valid sources that uh, that the thing is true, uh, it, it, and uh, uh, we 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 need to, to be assured that either it it has happened or it will happen. Uh, just be assured whether or not the thing is true. If it's not true, then or there's some question to it, then it's not something that's worth a lot of our thought, and a lot of our time. Second one is, is it honest? And that just simply means, it's is it above board? Is it right? Is it, is it uh, good in the sight of God? Uh, is, it, is it something that's legal? Is it something that's sincere? The third question is, is it just? And, and what that just simply means is, is this the right thing to do? You know, is it the right thing to be thinking about? Uh, we think about, about a lot of stuff that really you know, shouldn't, shouldn't be something that we spend time on. Uh, I believe it was Martin Luther that said, you can't uh, stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. <laughs> and and you, know, you think about that, that's true about thoughts. Uh, you can't you can't stop them maybe from flying through the, the mind, but don't let them stop there. Don't let them stay there. Be careful of what you think. of. Them. Is it is an honest? Is it just? Is it pure? That means is it clean or is it moral? Um, we're bombarded today with filth. We're bombarded with it's all over. It's all and I'm not giving you an excuse. I'm just saying that's reality. It's everywhere. And uh, uh, we, when, we, when we see something that is, or hear something uh, or have a thought about something that is impure, turn away. Um, we, I had some folks ask me, you know, you, you went to Myrtle Beach. Uh, how was that? And uh, somebody warned me. Uh, a lady uh, made a comment to me when she, when she heard that. She says, Pastor, just need to let you know. You're going to see some things down there that you probably don't want to look at uh i says oh yeah i says i'm well aware of that um i I ended up not not going on the beach for that very reason uh instead i had a had a balcony on the 11th floor and i could see the ocean from there man that was beautiful i mean really that was really neat and i could see no details that was wonderful (laughs) and uh but but you know do, do whatever you can do to to avoid thinking things that are impure uh, ask yourself, is it lovely? You say, lovely. Yeah. Is it something that, that pleases God? Is it something that, that uh, God would want you thinking about, whether it's being, being, thinking about a thing or thinking about a person or thinking a particular thing about a person? Um, is it of is it good report? You know what you don't need? You don't need to hear the latest dirt on somebody. You don't. You say, well, I don't have control over that. They just started dumping on me. Tell them you don't want to hear it. When was the last time you did that? Someone started telling you stuff that you didn't need to know about somebody else, and you just said politely and kindly, and don't be mean. I'm not talking about being rude, but just saying, you know, I really don't need to know about all of that. And uh, so let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something that's a little bit more more pleasant. Uh, Be careful of 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 evil reports. The first time you you um, um, see mentioned in Scripture about an evil report, it's when the the spies went into the land to 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 go into the promised land, come back with a report. Ten of them said, "We can't go in there. That's full of giants." And, and they make us look like grasshoppers in comparison. And Joshua and Caleb said, no, God's gonna give us that, that land. We can do it, not because of us, but because of God. Well, the people listened to the evil report. It's called evil. You know, you know why it's evil? One of the reasons why is because it's without faith. And when you start listening to evil reports, again, it affects your faith. It affects your faith and affects your trust in God. And we need to not listen. We need to listen to the things that are of good report. And then the the last thing is is if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, virtue is just simply moral excellence. Isaiah 26 and verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Uh, the, 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 The battle, really, in our hearts for peace, Starts with the mind and starts with what we think on. So be careful of your thoughts and and put your thoughts through those tests. And when those thoughts don't don't pass the test, those are not things that we need to think on. And then the the third thing that gives us the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Go with me back to Philippians chapter four and look down at verse nine. Verse nine says, "These things which he have." both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And uh, the God of peace shall be with you. Um, It's just simply obedience. Do what you know. Do what you've heard. Um, Be obedient to God. Don't let those things slip. Um, if, If we're faithful, particularly in the little things, then God says he can trust us with the bigger things. Well, that's true when it comes to obedience. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm convinced there are no little things when it comes to being obedient to God. Uh, they're all big things because they're things that God wants us to do. Uh, that's why I encourage people, you know, as soon as you can, after a person trusts Christ as Savior, They need to follow the Lord in scriptural baptism. Why is that? Because it's the first act of obedience. In Acts chapter 2, it says, they that gladly received his word were baptized. Okay, you need to take care of that. You need to take care of that right away. Why? Well, because it's being obedient to God. And anything throughout our lives that we have an opportunity to be obedient to him, we need to do it. You know, is there anything that God wants you to do that you know that you're not doing? Is there anything that God wants you to stop that you know that you are doing? Uh, in either case, God just simply wants you to be obedient. And uh, 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 your obedience will, will affect your peace. Here, here's, here's an example. You know, you tell a, a little boy... Uh, and I don't know why we never use girls uh, for this illustration, but, but I, I guess boy is fit. Uh, you tell a little boy, listen, don't touch the cookies in the cookie jar. And you walk out of the kitchen. And 15 minutes later, you come back, and the little booger's got uh, cookie crumbs all over his lips, and he's got them on his fingers, and the cookie jar lid is uh, cockeyed. Uh, and you say, uh, did you get into the cookie jar? Can I tell you, at that point, the peace of God which passeth all understanding does not flood his soul, okay? <laughs> he starts getting worried. He starts getting concerned. Why? Because he knows he did wrong. Okay, that's not only true of little kids, that's true of us as adults. And... and. Uh, uh, if you want the peace of God, we need to be obedient to God. You can't violate God's laws and, and have his peace. Uh, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And I always try to bring out whenever I quote that verse that that works both ways. Uh, that means that if you sow to the Spirit, and you sow right, and you sow good, man. You're gonna you're gonna reap a bumper crop someday. Uh, however, if you sow to the flesh, you're gonna reap a bumper crop as well. And disobedience is sowing to the flesh. And uh, we need to we need to make sure that our lives are right with God, so that we can have that peace of God. Three three just real simple things: spend time in prayer. And make prayer a, a, a part, not a part of your day. Make prayer a part of your life on a, on a moment-by-moment basis, not just, not just your prayer time. And, and, then, and then secondly, your thoughts. Guard those thoughts and, and watch uh, over what you think on. And then last of all, your, your obedience. Uh, those three things will usher in a peace on the inside, even when things are, are going on on the outside and they're tur- turbulent. Uh, two two of, uh, of the illustrations in the life of Jesus Christ that, uh, that I've always appreciated and always enjoyed reading when I get to the Gospels. The first, first one is the one where he's in uh, the boat with the disciples. And uh, the, the storms are beginning to rage and the water's coming into the boat. And these guys are, I mean, they're, they're fishermen, so they know what's coming. They know that this isn't good. They know that they're in trouble. And they, they go to the Lord and Jesus is sleeping in the boat. Now, you know why he's sleeping in the boat? Because he created those waves. <laughs> because he's, he is the creator uh, and, and all he had to do was just get up and say, peace, be still, and boom, man, the whole thing just calmed down. Well, that's the God that lives inside of you. You know, that's, that's, that's the God. The Bible says that our, 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 our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, which liveth in us. Uh, that that we, we have Christ in us. The Bible says Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's in you. Same one that was sleeping in that boat. While the, while the waves were, were dashing along the side. Um, in another situation, the disciples are in a boat by themselves, and, and again, the storm comes up. They're right in the middle of the water, and the, the, the storm comes up and begins rocking the boat, and they look out and they see Jesus Christ. But you know what? He's not swimming to them. He's not, he's not been succumbed by the water he's above it. He's above it. And he's walking on it. And, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know, you know what your mind pictures are when you look at those stories, but I, I don't think that, uh, <laughs> that the Lord Jesus was walking across the water like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, I think he was just truttling right across the waves. I <laughs> uh, didn't bother him at all. Why? Because when you've got the Lord in control, there's peace in the soul, and it 's as simple as that let's bow our heads for prayer, Father. I pray that you'd help us to realize that the reason why oftentimes we lose peace and maybe we're someone today is in turmoil in their own heart or mind and and uh they're they're worried they're Concerned, they're fretting. Uh, the scripture's admonition is be careful for nothing. It doesn't make any difference what it is. Be careful for nothing. Why? Well, because the peace of God which passes all understanding can keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But the things that we need to do is we need to pray. We need to guard our thoughts and we need to be obedient. Lord, when we do those things, that we don't have to even ask for the peace to come; it just floods our souls. Maybe you've pointed out to someone this morning a thought or thoughts or things that they have they have spent their time thinking on that they need to change. Maybe there's some maybe there's uh, some folks that uh, realize that they've not spent the time in prayer that they need to, and that's the reason why they're fretting. Or maybe there's an area that they're supposed to, a thing that, that you have spoken to them about They're supposed to start or something that they're supposed to stop. There's, some, there's some, some lack of obedience in their life. I pray, Lord, that today that they would make a conscious decision to take care of those things. Lord, it is so important. I, I, I believe that our families are depending on us when things around us are turbulent. People are dependent on us to have that peace of God which passeth all understanding. Uh, Lord, it's been a kind of a turbulent year and a half this last year and a half. And I've watched people fret. And I've watched people worry. And I've even watched myself fret and worry. And every time I have, those three things have not been in my life like they should be. God, speak to our hearts this morning. There might be someone here this morning who they they really don't need to be concerned about the peace of God because the truth of the matter is they don't have peace with God. They're not saved. They've not come to a point in their life where they've come humbly before you realizing that they're a sinner and that their sin's taken them straight to hell. And the only way that they can they can be saved is by putting all their faith and all their trust in Jesus Christ, in you alone, your shed blood, your death, your burial, your resurrection, and they repent of their sin and they need to repent of their sin and just simply by faith trust you as Savior. Lord, if if that's the case, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. God, whatever the, the need might be, please, please, please speak to our hearts search our hearts and see if there be any wicked way in us and lord uh, as you point things out to us may we be quick to respond to you bless this invitation have your will have your way please in jesus name amen let's all stand